If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Woman in Hip Hop Podcast. I'm your host, Jazzy Bell. And on this show is where we discuss the many talents and influences from women in hip hop. And today is no exception. We have the pioneer, um, the mother of hip hop that started this whole thing. My girl pulled over in traffic just to kick it with us because she couldn't be here in the flesh today. But she with us right now. Roxanne Shante. How are you, Roxanne? Uh, I'm glad to have you at least on the phone. I would have loved to have met you in person. Yes, and we will make that happen because good people on the same path, so you will get to see me. Um, I don't know if Kenny had told you, but it was the fact that it's, everything has been so crazy lately with the movie, uh, the one-woman show. I got a lot of projects, and then I do voiceovers for um, cartoons. Okay. So in the midst, yeah, so in the midst of doing these uh, voiceovers, we wind up getting a change of script. So it took a little longer, and then this traffic is crazy, so it was just no way. Okay. Well, look. You're here. We got you. I'm happy yeah. you're here. Thank you. <laughs> so if you can, please just talk to us about your humble beginnings and, and how you got on and with the whole Roxanne Shantae and how that became into fruition. Oh, okay. Well, um, for, for some of you who may not know, my name is Roxanne Shantae. I started making records at the age of 14 many, many moons ago. And um, my record, the first record I made was Roxanne's Revenge, which was an answer or response record to... UTFO's Roxanne, Roxanne. And what it did was it started a whole thing called the Roxanne Wars because I was known to be a great battle rapper. Because before I became a regular hip-hop or a regular rapper, you know, I was a battle rapper going around from project to project, from from community center to community center, uh, winning these different uh, rap battles. Mm-hmm. Because that was a time where, you know, if you wanted to be the best, you had to beat the best. And that's literally what I was going around doing. And when Marley came up, which is DJ Marley Marl, who happens to be one of the greatest hip-hop producers, when he came up with, um, listen, why don't you um, come to my house, and I want, I would like for you to do um, something on this beat for me. And the beat happened to be uh, Big Beat. And at that time, Big Beat was really hot for the Roxanne, Roxanne craze. So what I did was I did a response record, which was a freestyle. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, the beginning of Roxanne's Revenge. And since then, I have been... Um, Life has been really good for me. You know, I'm not one of those that you're going to see out in the forefront like everyone else. I mean, I, I've, I've done what I'm supposed to do. Um, I've always opened up doors for other rappers. I've also had quite a few of some of the greats even be my DJ and take them on shows with me and take them on tours with me. Um, I'm a member of what is known as the Juice Crew, which is myself, Big Daddy Kane, Biz Marquee, MC Shan, Molly Maul, um, Rest in Peace, Mr. Magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fuji Rap and Polo, uh, Master Ace and Craig G and uh, Tragedy, well, now known as Kadafi. You know, um, so these were like my brothers, and we all grew up in the same housing project. So it was, um, it was just like traveling with family. Now, mm-hmm. as far as rap battling at 13, like, you were so young, you was a baby. How was it growing up and you getting into that? How was it in your household when they realized their daughter is Roxanne Chate. Well, my mom was very supportive, and I was also, um, at that time, I was really like, you know, I, was, I wasn't I was your your average uh, 13-year-old. Mm-hmm. I had been to the group home. I had, mm-hmm. um, I was, you know, truant, you name it, I did it. Um, so I kind of like already had my, uh, my foot to the streets. You know, some people say, well, you know, I keep my ears to the streets when I want to listen. Well, you put your feet in the streets when that's what you live in, and, and that's what I was doing. And um, I think the hip-hop literally saved my life because who's to say where I would have been had hip-hop came along, especially at that young age, being a young woman. Now, when it comes to your career and you looking at some of the ladies that's out right now, have you been approached by any of them? And who was it that approached you that you were shocked to know that they were a fan of your work? Well, you know, um, 
because we don't really run in too many of the same circles, mm-hmm. um, what I'll do is I'll hear different things. Like they may do interviews, they may do um, articles, and they'll mention me. And they'll say, oh, yeah, well, you know, um, people compare them to me. Like if it's a female rapper and she has a certain edge to her, then they'll be like, okay, well, you know, she makes me think of Roxanne Shantae back in the day. You know, so you don't get too many that'll be like, okay, well, yeah, that's my idol. That's who I admire because the hip-hop today doesn't allow you to do that. You know, hip-hop today is like you come out, you're the one, and there's no one else before you, and there'll be no one else after you. You know, so it's not as embracing as maybe it should be. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, that does not, you know, take away from my validation from what I've done. Like, I can look, you can look at certain people and say, okay, well, you know what, I, I like her, you know, she's good. And when people tell me all the time, well, why don't you, you know, tell me who's your favorite female rapper? Right. And I'll say to, and I'll say to them, like, I can't pick one. You know, to me, they're all like my little sisters, and that would be like asking me to pick who's my favorite little sister, and, and I just can't do that. So, you know, I say that I like them all, I love them all. That doesn't necessarily mean that I agree with everything that they do, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, I have nothing but love for them. But it's no one in particular, like, you listening to right now that you rocking, like, you rocking with Nikki. It's like, even after you, like, you got the little Kims, the Foxies, you was a fan of all their work, but who was it? Like, you was like, you know what, I'm rocking with her in particular. Well, I mean, if if I had to take it back, then I would have to say that, you know, I really, I really love Foxy. Like, really, and I still do. I still love Inga. I'm not going to say that I don't. Uh-huh. Um, it was, always, it was always something about her, and about her delivery that let me feel like, okay, you know, what? I can identify with her. And I know that on a more personal level, you know, she's been through a lot, and mm-hmm. so, you know, and I too have been through a lot. So I can definitely identify with her on that level. I'm super proud of Remy and how she has came home and what she has done, and you know, the fact that. She shows that, you know, you can slip and fall, just get up, you know, and when you get up, you get up and you just keep it moving, and I'm so proud of her. Um, I love the fact that Nikki has taken female rappers to a whole new level as far as financially, branding, um, you know, she's she's done a great job with it. I can't complain. I, I mean, you just can't, you can't sit there and say that, you know, this one didn't do great things because everyone, every female rapper has made their own contribution mm-hmm. for whatever it is, you know. It, whether it was um, the potential to make sure that everyone crosses over or just the potential to make sure that we're taken seriously. Okay, let's go back to Roxanne, uh, Revenge. Yeah. Is it true that you did that song in one take? Yes, because it was a freestyle. <laughs> unlike, unlike the freestyles of today, right. a freestyle today was really a freestyle. It was something that you made up right then and there, no pen, no paper, and it made sense and it flowed. You know, now people say a freestyle is something that they have at home that they writ that they wrote, and I guess it means that the that the pen flowed free. <laughs> I guess that's, that's that's cute. I like that, Roxanne. I, I guess that's the definition of a freestyle now. <laughs> so you mean to tell me you that was off the top of the head and then in one take? Because that's like that was like a six minute song straight bars. Yeah, I think it was like uh, it was originally like. Seven minutes, 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. Fresh off the top. Just off the top of the head. They Yo. used to call it like, the, they call it like the Nipsey Russell syndrome when you would be able to just rhyme off the top of your head about anything, you know, and you have to have a certain love for hip hop to even do that. And just the, just the ability to make words rhyme. Wow. That's so impressive. Wow. Okay, I wish you could see my face right now. I'm just so stuck. Because <laughs> that's, like, unheard of. I don't see people doing that right now. Like, But I think it's so dope. You being 13 and be able to do that mm-hmm. in one take. We was literally listening to it on the way here, looking at the video with you in the sweater, you grabbing the mic. <laughs> Who shot that video? You know what? That video was shot by Ralph McDaniels for $1,500. $1,500? The entire video. And that's probably what, what some people spend on sodas on set. And here it is. We made an entire video for $1,500 almost 30-some-odd years ago, and it still gets played today. So what that does is that shows you that it's not about what the, the financial investment, but what it is is about the commitment to the project. Because here it is. You have people who have spent $15 million on videos, mm-hmm. and you never see them you know, and here it is, somebody who spent $1,500 on a video, and it still gets played today. Yeah, I mean, VH1, um, what was it, 42 out of the 100 greatest hip-hop records? Yeah. 
that's impressive in itself. I mean, hip hop has been going on since, you know, when you guys started in the 70s. You still made the list of greatest of all time. so i mean it's just a testament to your talent even now um now give us some type of history because i i wasn't around in that um in that era and you know i co-host with dj k slay so he's everybody loves mcdonald's fries so yes you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home um but the bag did feel a little light ba-da-ba-ba-ba He's all about that era. You know, he's like, yo, you need to interview yeah. the Roxanne Shate. If you're going to do a podcast talking about women in hip-hop, it better be the the, the Shot <laughs> Rock and the Roxanne Shate and, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, of course, of course, Kay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need you up there. Though. I need your help. Like, uh, you know, you really know. Like, But the thing about this podcast, even with me growing up, listening to, you know, Little Lil' Kills, the Foxies and all that, I want to be able to learn from you your story versus me hitting the Google button and learning what Wikipedia says. You know what I mean? So it's important. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I'm going to say this. Like, from my era, you can't go by what Wikipedia says and you can't go by Google. You have to go and ask your parents. You know, you have to ask someone who was there because, you know, I come from an era before all of that. Right. So that was not created for me. That was not a platform for me. So, you know, when you look at Wikipedia, you look at it and, you know, they'll have up there what they feel commercially is effective. Not, you know, they won't say about riding the trains all night, going up to a battle in the Bronx that started at 3 o'clock in the morning and you're 13 years old and you leaning on your friend's shoulder and you getting some sleep. They, you know, they won't talk about the fact of, you know, going to, going out, and wanting to go look for records with Biz and, you know, only having car fare to go to one location because he want to make sure that he can get these beats. And so y'all walking for, like, days from borough to borough, it seemed like. You know, they don't, they can't, they can't even fathom that. They can't fathom going into a park jam and it being so hot that you feel like you're in a sauna and then somebody gets mad and pulls the plug and then everybody runs out. <laughs> these are things that you had to be there to experience. Or the fact that, when someone lost the battle, you shook hands and walked away. Mm-hmm. And then you fast you four know, years later, battling is still a big part. It's still a huge right. part of the culture, but it's a lot of yes. the shooting going on and there's a lot of the fighting. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's because, you know what, when people are no longer good with their hands, they're going to try to be good with anything else that they can find. So that's the case. You're going to find a lot of people, once they once they were no longer able to do things, um, they weren't able to fight. So therefore, they had to try to defend themselves the best way that they could. And it even stems into hip-hop. You know, a lot of times people say now whenever there's some type of, uh, whenever something negative happens, the first thing they want to do is attack hip-hop to it and say, well, you know, he was listening to hip-hop music or it was it was a rap that did it or it was this or it was that. When, you know, overall, you're talking about uh, violent music, you got to get into rock and roll, you got to get into punk rock, you got to get into smash, you got to get into all of those different things. And, and hard rock and heavy metal and, and then talk about the things that take place at their concerts. But, you know, they don't do that. And you, you won't find that right. happening. Right. So let's talk about this legendary beef <laughs> with um, the UTFO. When you responded with Roxanne Revenge, just take us back in time in that moment. How was it in the streets when that hit? Because I remember when Kay Slade tried to describe it to me, it was like phenomenal. It was just like what the hell? Like, just take us back in that time where you responded to the UTFO. Like, what was the response you got from the streets, from your friends, your family? What was the backlash? Just get, just take me back in that time. Okay, well, if I had to go back into that time, I would have to say that it was a great time for hip-hop. It was a great time for hip-hop. Hip-hop had finally been accepted um, on the radio to a certain extent. It was, it was literally the birth of what you now know as hip-hop. That's what was taking place at that time. Because this was, as you were coming out of your, your Curtis Blow era, and you were starting to get into more of that, the final of the Run DMC era, and you were starting to, you know, go into a whole different... Because, you know, hip-hop takes a change. I would say every seven years, hip-hop does a little spin. Mm-hmm. And so, so if you find someone that's hot, they get seven years, that'll be that type of rap or that type of hip-hop, and then it goes into something else. So when I came out, that was the beginning of everyone can be a rapper. 
situation. Because before me, I think a lot of people felt that the records needed to be more professional, the beats needed to be put together, you need to have done it in the studio, you need to have a demo in order to get a deal. And then boom, Roxanne Shante shows up, no demo, her demo is her record, you know. And she's freestyling, son, off the top. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, so her demo is her record. Um her voice is, is not that type of voice that you want to hear on the radio all the time. And then uh, the quality of the record, you heard every little nook, cranny, crack, you know. It was raw. Um, it was gutter. It was, yeah, that's <laughs> what it was. It had that true essence that you can hear. So it wasn't what your typical record was about. So what it allowed people to do was go home and figure, like, you know what? I could do it, too. She that from a, yeah, she did it from a cassette tape. Everybody had a damn cassette tape. I think people walk around with their cassette tapes like, yo, listen, I'm about to get a record deal just from this cassette tape. <laughs> and uh, so I think that's what that's what I was able to do for the industry. I was able to show them, like, okay, look, you don't have to be all dressed up for this to happen, you know, and for it to turn out to be big, for it to turn out to be great. And what's so, what's so crazy about it is that now you're talking to me about the whole Rock and Wars, and one of the main records that was a response to mine was Sparky's turn by Sparky B. Okay. Which was called which was called Rock Stand It Through. And it's it's crazy because What was it called? Say it again. My, it's Sparky's turn. Okay. And she and she's one of my best friends and she's in the car with me now. Say hey Sparky. Hey, how are you? Hey Sparky. How you doing? I'm doing amazing, man. I love how this it started off as a feud. And look at y'all buddies. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But you know what that a lot of times people want to know, well, how do you guys become friends or how do you get to that situation? Yeah. And I just, you know, I just pretty much leave it to one line and I say that, you know, the, in the industry made us enemies and God made us friends. So that's just how we are. Wow, man. I wish little Kim and Foxy was listening right now. <laughs> because those are one, two girls. I think it's like a dream collaboration for me. Or anybody that has uh, love for females in hip hop, the presence that you mm -hmm. guys have, and I just think for them two, it was just so dope, and they were similar, but not really, and it's just weird how they weren't able to to get it together. And I think with you well, and Sparky right now, it's like it's hope. Maybe one day Foxy and Kim could actually be riding together and be stuck in traffic, coming to Women in Hip Hop podcast. Yay! <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You know. Listen, at the Women in Hip Hop podcast, anything can happen. Who would have thought that you'd have been able to get Roxanne Chante and Sparky D on the phone at the same time? Wow, that's amazing. Now, with that record, you, okay, UTFO, explain to me, okay, what, is, what does that mean exactly? Because I, like, that Google, I, once again, is all over the place. Yeah, I don't know. Ah! I never know. Are you serious? Yes. Are you hitting me with the Mariah Carey? Like, I don't know her. Like, I don't know. Or you really just don't know? No, I really don't know what it means. <laughs> I never know. That is I know, what a U, I, know what a, I know what a UFO is. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again, Pete. I do want to know. I got uh, the okay. engineer here. Untouchable Force Organization. Untouchable Force Organization. That's what it means? Oh, snap, son. <laughs> I googled it. I was like, something don't feel right about that. I, I got. I don't want to just say it because I googled that on the way here. And I said, I want her to confirm. She's like, that's what it means. That's what it means, Ma. Oh, okay. Well, look, I learned something out of I, all of these years. After all these years, you were smashed a Roxanne Roxanne record, and you and you just didn't know. No. <laughs> now let's talk about because I I got I used to get confused when um I would hear the name Roxanne, Roxanne Chate, the real Roxanne, 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 and even the police record, Roxanne. I'm like, this freaking name is <laughs> just all over the place. Okay, now who is the real Roxanne? Was that a new member that the UTFO kind of like embraced to be a response to your record? Well, what they did was um, because of such the, the success of Roxanne's Revenge, right. when I did when I did um, Roxanne's Revenge, what the record company did was they came up with their own Roxanne because the record sales, my record sales had cut into theirs. Mm. So they, they weren't making a lot of money anymore. So what they did was they came out with, they figured, let me get on board with this whole battle thing, and they came out with the real Roxanne. So the real Roxanne originally was um, a fair-skinned uh, young lady. Mm -hmm. But then when she asked them a question, 
about something about how much she was going to get paid. They got rid of her, and then they came back with the real, real Roxanne, and she was a Spanish one. For real. Wow. <laughs> so it went from Roxanne Chate, Roxanne Revenge, to the real Roxanne. Now she wanted her coins. They cut her out and made the real, real Roxanne. Right, and that's the one that you, that's the, that's the um, Spanish young lady, uh, Joanne, is her name Joanne? Her name is Joanne. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, because uh, once again, we was on our way here, and I was listening to the real Roxanne, and I was looking at pictures, and they didn't look alike. It, it seemed... Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Like you said, one was black, but she was fair-skinned, correct? Right. And then I seen one, and she had on like the old school Louis leather, and so that was that's the Spanish version, right? The real, real. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, was there two different songs, or was it the same response to your? No, I think that I think they shared the same song. Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't know. So All they was I doing a Destiny was... Child way before Destiny Child. Right. They just kind of replaced, but still switched the name to Real Real. Right. I don't know. I mean, all I know is I'm the last Roxanne Sanders. There hey. you go. <laughs> I love that, man. Anything else you want to clear up? Because I know after the uh, Roxanne Revenge and then they had the, the real and then the real real. And I learned Roxanne response to you. Um, was it Chella? Who, who was the, the member of the UTFO? No, no, no. no KRS-One. Right, with the bridges over. Right. So at that time, it was Queens versus the Bronx. The Bronx. And you was a huge part of that. Shout out to Queens Bridge. <laughs> right, Roxanne? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Um, what it was, well, I think that... Um, yeah, take me back the time, there. It's like a history lesson yeah, you're giving all time, of us right now. <laughs> right. That time, the Juice Crew had really, um, you know, had really taken over the city. And right. so a lot of times a lot of other crew members or a lot of people who wanted to be part of the crew would make records about um, the Juice Crew. And one of the more successful records was by KRS-One. And uh, a lot of people say, well, you know, Shantae, how did you feel about that? And honestly, it was a great hip-hop record. It is it's historical. Um, I've been on stages with Chris, and I have told him, you know, he said, well, you know what, because you're here you know, I want to change the lyrics. And I tell him, like, don't you change the lyrics because then you're trying uh, to history and you can't do that. You get up there and you do it the way it's supposed to be done because you know what it is because this is hip-hop. Yeah. And I've never been afraid of that. So it is what it is, you know, and um, that's what he did. And the beef originally was between him and Shan. But as with any crew, if someone has a problem with a member of your family... They all got to get it. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, and so... We're all for one and one for all. So that's how that happened. Okay. So you didn't feel any type of way. It was just the sport, which hip-hop is. It was just what it was. Absolutely. Even at that time, being so young and hearing. How old was KRS-1 at that time? Was y'all around the same age? Um, I think maybe I was one of the more younger ones. So I'm going to say that he might be a few years older than me. Okay. All right. So it was a fair... I guess when it comes to age, it was a fair battle. Because I was reading some of the lyrics, and I was like, wow, he came at her kind of harsh, bro. Like, <laughs> you know, just kind of making it seem. It's funny because I was talking to Miss Penny, your publicist was here, just with the whole sexism or being told that the only reason why you are popping is because you had to lay on your back, blah, blah, blah. And if I'm not mistaken, his lyrics kind of 
exemplify that? Well, I'm going to tell you what it is, is the fact that people will always assume that when you're a successful woman in any right, mm. the first thing they want to assume is that you must have earned it from being on your back. Yeah. Knowing that if you go through my whole history in hip-hop, you'll notice that I picked up a microphone and went at everyone. So, no, there was never no laying on my back, not from Roxanne Shante. <laughs> now, I can't. Let me tell you now, I can't talk about every other rock band or what anybody else has done in the industry as far as to get to the level that they are. But it shows not only in my work, but it also shows now where I stand that that wasn't the case. Because one thing, and I want this to go out to all females that are listening, one thing I tell you is if you take your career into the bedroom, it never comes out. So don't believe anybody that mm. tells you that. And the reason why my career is still out here now is because it never went into the bedroom. It never went into the bedroom. My talent spoke for itself. Mm. Thank you for that. Um, I love that. I'm trying to figure out is there anything else that I want to touch on within, within that era that probably a lot of hip-hop peers that are listening right now that don't know so much about the era, or even if they do, and they probably have some like dying questions to ask. I wish I could take callers. What do you think, Chelly? Anything you want to know? I want to know about the new movie. Okay, yeah. I'm intrigued. Let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about your movie that just got entered into Sundance. Congrats. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's so big. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. So talk to us about um, the movie. It's Roxanne, Roxanne. That's the name of it? Yes, the name of the movie is Roxanne, Roxanne. And it's the story of Roxanne Shante. And it starts off from my younger days all the way up until the point of becoming Roxanne, Roxanne. And um, it covers it covers a lot. I think what it is is it's every urban girl's fairy tale type story, but with a little bit of a twist. You know, I I don't want to give away too much of the plot because I want everyone to come see it so that you can get a better understanding of mm -hmm. who Roxanne Kay is. You know, and um, for them to come out and and see the movie and it, it has a, we have a great cast. Um, the director was excellent. Uh, Michael was excellent. Michael Larnell, he was excellent. Okay. Um, the producers, I serve as executive producer of the movie. Um, it, it's just an incredible project. Like, if I don't seem to be able to say enough about it, mm -hmm. it's because it is still setting in with me. You're talking about a person whose career has spanned over almost 35 years. And then for someone to approach you and say, listen, we would like to make a movie, and then not do a documentary, not do a small film, not do a short film or something like that, but for them to say, listen, we think that your story is worth millions, we're going to invest and make a movie, is a beautiful thing. So, you know, it's still taken, I'm still taken aback by it. So probably what we need to do is continue this interview after Sundance, so then I can really tell you everything because all the details will be out there. Okay, but as far as um, who's attached to it, Pharrell and Forrest Whitaker? Yes, absolutely. Pharrell, Forrest Whitaker, Nia Long, um, Ashan Ali. He just um, he was just up for a Golden Globe. Um, everyone knows who Nia Long is. Yes. Uh, Shante is the young lady who plays me. There's, there's some great cast members, great cast members. Um, Were you involved in they, the casting process? Yes. Okay. Yes, I was. We I Actually, we sat there and... Um, we went through the whole process of casting, and so I totally trust these, I want to say, like, the actors and the actresses that were involved in the project were hand-picked, hand-selected, and totally had the characters down pat. So much so that for a minute, it was like looking at Nia play my mom was like looking at my mom. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I saw the pictures. I mean, she looks like you, so I can only imagine... Her looking like yeah, your she, actual mother. Yeah, yeah. She looks, yeah, she looks just like my mom at that age. Okay, since so you can't talk to me about the act, talk too much to me about the actual film. Can you talk to me about the process leading up to the film? How did it be, become Roxanne Roxanne, the actual movie? Who approached who? Did you pitch it? Or did, you know, Forrest Whitaker, Pharrell come to you and say they wanted to be a part of it? Like, how did it? Well, apparently, um, well, what it went was, um, Mimi Valdez and Nina were actually at an event that I was hosting, which was for one of their other movies, which was called Dope. And what they told me was they were actually there partying, and they came downstairs, and they said, listen, we have been looking for you. And I said, looking for me? And they said, yes, we've been looking for you because we would love to make a movie about your life. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, not really, like, believing it that night. And we exchanged numbers, and then the next day we started the process, and it was just like that. 
some people feel that certain things just fall in the lap of Roxanne Shante because, you know, I made a record just like that and it went straight from, you know, my demo became a, a career. Mm. And then, uh, and it wasn't even a demo. I just did that for a friend. So I wasn't even trying to make records. And then all of a sudden I go and I host an event and then I walk out with a movie deal. <sighs> and a lot of people look at that like, you know what, that must be luck or that Some must be just, just that meant be to be. Yeah. Some things are just meant to be. And what they also need to know is that when you see the movie, you'll understand why certain things were given to me. Mm. So it's, it's a way of understanding the balance of life. Knowing that, okay, well, you know what? I know why she got this because she went through this. I know why she has this because she's given this. So, you know, there's always been that certain balance. And as a woman, you may say name Mimi Valdez? Yeah. Okay, and she is a producer? Yeah. Like, what work she has she done before? You said she was working on a movie Dope? She works in the movie Dope, and Nina and Nina now have the number one movie in the country, which is Hidden Figures. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out who these people are. All right. We have some good company. <laughs> yes. Okay, so Hidden Figures, that's the one with uh, Taraji and, and all of them in there. Yes, absolutely. Number one, number one, the number one movie in the country. And, you know, we're looking forward to having that same success out of my film. Everything they touch has went to gold. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It was a great, it's a great team to have Pharrell, to have Forrest Whitaker backing you, to have, you know, to be able to have been selected for Sundance. You know, I'm looking forward to the success of the film. You know, and just the fact of staying humble and truly, truly enjoying it. And Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. My God, I don't have a charger. Oh, okay. Like- Are we, we going to lose you soon? <laughs> yeah, I'm so you know because I'm actually talking to you from the car and I pulled over from out of traffic oh, in order to make this happen it. because yeah absolutely because I'm a woman of my word if I say I'm going to do it I'm definitely going to do it but I just happened to look up and see that it is it's already got I don't believe I don't have a charge in here sweet I don't have one either mine is back at the hotel room oh no Sparky yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so I'm not going to take too much of your time. I really appreciate you calling in no and being problem. able to do the interview. I feel no, like you touched on a lot of things that um Thank you. Yeah, that a lot of people would be in tune into and be interested in. But um definitely Miss Penny want to make sure we hit some of these marks. So while I got you, I don't care if it cuts off. I don't know if you want two bars, one bar. We're going to rock out until we can't no more. Let's rock out. All okay, right. let's do Let's talk about your uh, cosmetic line, Selfie. Yes, with Selfie Cosmetics, I have the Roxanne Red, which because I'm not a person who wears a lot of makeup, okay. I'm a person who just who's known for wearing a red lipstick. Like, and that slick back hair. ponytail, you still rocking the classic pony? Absolutely, yes. yes. I, do, I still rock the classic ponytail. <laughs> I'm going to listen. I have, I'm, I've been, you know, there's days when, like, occasionally, like, if you go to my Instagram There'll be occasional days when I will have my hair down. But that's just to keep my sides. But it goes right back up. <laughs> them edges. Yeah, you got to keep them edges because, you know, that's what it is. I got to let you, you know, release the tension. So I bring it down for like a day or two, but then it goes right back up. <laughs> Love that. You might want to think about uh, my hair care line, too, because your hair has been healthy since you was 13. I looked at it. I said, look, that ponytail got some hang time, child. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, my name is Lolita from birth, so we're going to say that we're going to assume that there may be a little bit of something else going on in there. That, 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 <laughs> what we got mixed up in there, uh, Miss Lolita, Roxanne Shate, what we got mixed up in there? Um, but, you know, I'm from Queensbridge, so we got a little bit of everything. And I'm I'm a native New York, and I know that probably has nothing to do with my DNA structure, but overall... You know, it comes from just, uh, I, I want to say I'm just a little bit of everything. I claim everything. I do because I can't pinpoint just one. You know, if someone says my eyes look like this and my hair looks like this and my complexion looks like this, I just agree. Like, yeah, I'm this. I'm everything. I'm Cubana, Dominicana, you know, Panamanian, <laughs> you name it. That's what I am. Wherever, wherever I'm at is what I am. <laughs> you name it. I'm Dominican, Spanish. Uh, that's what you said. Exactly. Exactly. I got beans, greens, tomatoes, potatoes. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. You name it. You name that's, that's it. I rep it. Yo, I gave you a record right there, Roxanne. You could probably just take that, remix it. 
<laughs> now, Roxanne um, Red, where can they get it? Where can they um, purchase the? Is it just a lipstick or is it a full line? Okay, well, it's just a lipstick line now. Okay. And it starts with just Roxanne Red. Um, we also have other shades, but they're just different shades of Roxanne's Red. So they range anywhere from a faint pink to a deep burgundy. Okay, and where can they purchase it? Um, you can purchase it online now at Selfie Cosmetics, and it will be in stores at uh, the end of the spring. Okay. Now talk to me about teaching. You're in um, Queens Library? Yes, yes. Um, for the whole month of February, I am doing Heartbreak Month, located in all of the libraries throughout Queens. So I tell everybody, right, to, um, if you go into the Queens Library now, I am on the cover of all Queens uh, Library Magazine, mm -hmm. and it lets you know the schedule of where you can see me at, which library, where we'll be talking about heartaches and heartbreaks and everything for the entire month. I love that. Heart, heartaches and heartbreaks? Yes. Oh, I might need to attend that class. Yeah. <laughs> Kinda going through something, sister, you feel me? Yeah, well, come on, come on, I can fix it. Come on, I can fix it. <laughs> and you also do, uh, you teach at Wee High School in, in New Jersey? Yes, I'm at Weekway High School. I have a program called Mind Over Matter mm -hmm. where I uh, serve as more than just a mentor. I am also an instructor, a life instructor. We don't tend to call them life coaches because as them being such young ladies, we don't tend to want to put them into thinking that they need to be coached all the way through life. But instead we do life instruction, which pretty much covers everything from hygiene to, um, I guess you would say, even enhancing their vocabulary. There's, there's a whole gamut. We don't, there's nothing that we don't cover. Okay. And it's beautiful that you get to teach because you actually have your doctor's degree, I heard. You know what? I don't have my doctorate, which is something that everyone okay. has always said. What it is is the fact that I did it in college, but lacking a published dissertation, you cannot call yourself a doctor. Mm -hmm. And so that is something that, you know, you find out the hard way when you go out and you do what you're supposed to do. But I'm a phenomenal keynote. Okay. I have also been an excellent motivator. And, um, you know, so, yeah, if, if someone was to choose to still consider me a doctor, come see me. I'll make you feel better. Oh, doctor feel good. Doctor. You can add doctor that all the I'll, I'll make you feel better. <laughs> um, is there anything that you want the listeners to know before we let you go? Like, what's your Instagram? Okay, well, my Instagram is the letter I, the letter M, Roxanne Shante, all one word. That's the letter I, the letter M, Roxanne Shante, and that's actually the moniker that I use on everything. Okay. Okay, well, we, we definitely happy to have you. We definitely is honoring you up here. So just know that, um, yes, just know that we are looking forward to the movie, Roxanne, Roxanne, so Thank we could get a, a full, full-length film idea, more than just an idea of your life. And, um, yeah, much blessings to you and, and all your new business ventures and everything. And you still owe me lunch. And <laughs> even though we did this interview with you over the phone today, you're still welcome. But don't worry about it. I'm truly a foodie. I don't mind taking you out. That'll be great. That will be fine. And look at this. Look how divine it is that we were able to still stay on the phone for the entire interview. Yes. Okay, one last thing, because I, I know a lot of the listeners, they, they – uh, Definitely is getting inspired by the story so far. And um, I do want to touch on the fact that you are a two-time cancer survivor, breast cancer survivor. Yes, I am a two-time breast cancer survivor. Yes, ma'am. Okay. And um, I don't know, any inspiring words you want to give to anyone that's out there that's probably struggling with that or anything similar to that? Well, I'm going to tell you, it's your, you know, I totally believe in mind over matter. So what you feel in your mind is all that matters. Don't go by anything else. Don't go by what anyone else says. And this, this is just from, from Roxanne Chate personally to you all, letting you know that it is what's on your mind that matters. There you go, mind over matter. Thank you so much, Roxanne Chate. We love speaking Absolutely. with you, and I can't wait to meet you in person. And get out of that traffic, girl. <laughs> I am. All right, bye, Sparky. Yeah. Bye, Roxanne. <laughs> this part of the episode is sponsored by F and Vodka. Drink responsibly. Now back to our regular programming. We have a special guest co-host, my girl Chala Bella. Say hey, Chala. Hi. And we also have Miss Penny in the building. She is the uh, PR to the stars. <laughs> <laughs> now, earlier in the show, I talked to uh, Roxanne Chante, and she is Roxanne Chante's publicist. So how are you, Miss Penny? Blessed. Good, 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 good. Now, we just did a phone conversation with Roxanne Chante. Unfortunately, she couldn't be here in the flesh. 
But we knocked it out anyway. My girl pulled over in that traffic, and she held it down. And we thank you again, sister, for joining Women in Hip Hop Podcast. I'm sure a lot of people listening are inspired by you, even more so when they was when you first hit the scene. So thank you again. Okay, so let's talk Roxanne Chate, your client. And this amazing. interview, so talk to me about her, and I, I want you guys to elaborate on the interview and what y'all thought. Give us, no, I love me some feedback. Actually, you you said things that nobody ever asked her, so that was just like I commend you as a host because you. you did an amazing job. Thanks, yes. amazing job. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You really did. That's what I know. Yeah, yeah, you did yeah. an amazing sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> so, what were some of the questions that you felt being her publicist that you haven't heard um, anyone ask her? Like, what? Give me my uh, props the, so I can pat myself on the back. You, what was that again? UTFO. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? No, seriously, Jella. Like, I feel that she's like, I'm battling. Why well, I'm gonna memorize what they name mean? <laughs> but it's like that's who you was beefing with. It was such an iconic beef. They was and no, you never knew what those initials stood for. That's they were they non-factor. Exactly. Yeah, they were the non-factor. And they're still care. a non-factor 30-something years later. Amen. Um, <laughs> and I guess you said the other question. Like, no one knew that that was a one take. That right? was a one take. Freestyle. They they see it, but they don't ax it. Yeah. And that's the, the crazy thing about it. Everybody asks about, oh, how did you get here? Da, 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 da. But nobody asked her, was it really a one take? Mm-hmm. Like, really? And then... They really don't really get into too much. They they talk about other the. the what do you usually get? The same questions. Like the, what? Oh, how did you start in the industry? Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. The same questions, but you know, women love to. Well, Roxanne just likes to be expired. Like you give mm-hmm. questions, you be like, oh, and make her think. Mm-hmm. That that's questions she loves because she loves to think. She thinks outside of the box, mm-hmm. so she loves thinking every day. So- if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. So if you give her something to think about, so next time when somebody asks her that question, she, she knows it stands it. for right. preach. What it stands for again? <laughs> he don't even know. Boom. Now she knows. Mm-hmm. Jazzy, what made you think of that question? Um, because Google, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Wikipedia is 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 not get, a, no Google. the question about, so the one take, about the one take. Google, I saw it. Oh, okay. and um, I saw it in some article. I don't know if it was actually Google. Oh, I googled it, but I'm not sure exactly where I saw that she did it in one take. But the fact that Rather it was true or not, I needed to know because I'm speaking to the, as they say here from the horse's mouth, so I'm speaking to the horse herself. No disrespect, Roxanne. (laughs) You're not a horse. But it is just intriguing to me because she's a woman in hip-hop. You did that in one take, and I just feel like a lot of women in this industry don't get any credit, especially female rappers. It's like... They don't elaborate on their success as much as they should. I mean, when I'm up at Shade 45 and we ask some of these male artists, like, who are your top five? When do you really ever hear a female? Let's be real. Probably No, never. you will never hear a female. You will never Probably hear never. a female. And so strange enough, the past two weeks, two guests has given me a female artist in a top five. Who was the artist they said? Uh, Sirius Jones said... Shout out to Sirius Jones. Sirius Jones, yes. Sirius <laughs> Jones says salt and pepper. Wow. And it makes sense. Yeah, and I get excited at KB, like, you always getting all riled up. And I'm like, cuz, <laughs> like, like, just let them speak. I said, I'm sorry. Like, y'all got to understand, like, it's a reason why I get riled up because it ain't no way in hell you got people like Roxanne Chate that paved the way for y'all and y'all act like y'all wasn't in all of her fucking skills. You know what I mean? You don't act like you wasn't enamored with fucking Queen Latifah, you and IT Wild, Ladies First, and all this, you know? it's They don't give us the recognition you, at all. Exactly. And it's one of those things in hip-hop where it's, oh, such and such wrote her flow, such and such did that. It's still such, a male-dominated world. Regardless yeah. of whatever field we right. in, it's yeah. still male-dominated. Business world, right. every which world. Yeah. Family, and, every which way. And the last artist, he's an up-and-coming artist, um, Lucky Moolah. I like the name because Moolah Money, Lucky, hey. you know, whatever. But he's an up-and-coming artist out of Brooklyn, Flatbush. And he said Lauren Hill. 
Oh, that's amazing. And I'm like, duh, well, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, well, I don't get that a lot. And I feel like it should be mentioned in your top five. And when, um, I forgot, it's a Rolling Stone. One of these publications came out with their top ten. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they didn't mention Tupac and everybody was outraged. And I remember being outraged as well. They didn't mention Snoop. And those are like my two favorite rappers. And um, But in the top ten... They had Lauren Hill, and some people was like, yeah. "Why is she there?" Da, da, da. I said, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Lauren Hill. Is Lauren Hill amazing. deserves to be there, boo boo. She, she deserves to be higher on that list. Oh, does. but she only came out with one album. That's how dope she fucking is. Yep. Listen, to have one album and it's still and it's, iconic. It's a classic. Like y'all still want to talk about Illmatic. That's right. Y'all still want to talk about Ready to Die. Mm-hmm. Y'all still want to talk about some of these. Or albums. Big Daddy Kane. It, there you go. Yeah. And take, it, it, that's why you need to be here. I want you to elaborate more on your era because you're a bit older. So let's not talk oh, about oh, oh, a little bit uh, older. Oh, 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 oh. Older. <laughs> older. No, but you feel me though, Miss Penny? Like, talk you about that down, for your honey. era. That's not my era, honey. Oh, okay. What's, man down. <laughs> what's, your, what's your era? My era is in the 80s, yes, but you know, See? 80s. <laughs> Eighties, is 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 not the seventies or the sixties, the late eighties, eighties. Well, hip hop. I mean, what's back the, like eighty eight. You mm, know, late eighties, okay. all, all right. of eighties. Because I know all of nineties is me. At least from ninety three. Right. No, from ninety nine. Ninety six. Ninety six. Yeah, it ends with you. Yeah, it, okay, it starts okay. with me on eighty six. Eighty six to ninety six. Can to, you say to that? Two thousand and seventeen. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Exactly. Okay, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, we're going to stay there. Okay, okay. So 86 is the yeah, starting yeah, yeah. point. Okay, see, I was I was a baby. Oh, you still a baby? I'm not a baby now. No, no I know that. Oh, no. <laughs> I was a baby. I mean, when it started for you, I was, I, I don't think Six I was, I mean, I just started walking maybe. Like, I mean, yeah, 86. So, I was a few years in the game. In life. In the game of life. So, I mean, even for you, exactly. So, some of the females, I just feel like they don't give, like my sisters, you probably, like my, my sister's age, mm-hmm. they're just a little older, you know, not that much older, it's the same thing. But I remember being I'm like five. I'm on prime time, honey, I'm on prime time. There you go. But I remember being like five, right? And my sister's wearing their black onesies and they eight ball jackets and they, what's that, the, the, the geometrical, like whatever, haircuts, how they call mm-hmm. it, what they call it? And the salt and pepper, exactly. Yeah, and they just yeah, everybody push it, get push. up on this, <laughs> like just <laughs> dancing and just gyrating. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, yes, sisters, get it. You know what I mean? Like, I remember just watching um, my older siblings just rocking out to salt and pepper, and I'm like, it wasn't just my sisters. It was it was men too. And I just think men should give a lot of the ladies way more credit because you look at some of these records that ever came out, like Monster with Nicki Minaj. She was the best verse on there, right or wrong? That's right. Yeah. Come on. Sure was. She was the best. You got um, Remy in the song with um, M.O.P. And he Everybody remember her verse yeah. more than anybody. Yep. That's right. And that doesn't mean we taking away anything from anybody else that was on that record, but Remy fucking stood out. She killed it. But look, look at Michelle. Nobody knew who she was. Now nah, that was when I began. So what year is that? Because that was my girl. I remember, I fight for her, man. Every time when people talk about voices or just talk about the impact, and, oh, I, I, like that's but a dream I, interview for me. I would love to interview Michelle. Michelle, you should ask Roxanne. That's her best friend. <gasps> See what I'm saying? I would love Roxanne if you're listening. I told y'all when I like to ask for something, I don't care if you're a man or a female. I get real Lenny Green on you. <laughs> And that's, I give. I try to put on my sexy voice. Roxanne, if you listening, or Michelle, if you listening, I would love to interview you, girl. That is her best friend. Michelle is actually going to be here on for Valentine's Day <gasps> on okay. February fourteenth or thirteenth. She's doing a, like a show in. I think it's going to be in Brooklyn. So you should. Yeah, uh, coming to the show. Don't play with holla. me. You should holla at uh, Roxanne. Well, she owes you a favor. <laughs> yes, tell her she, she can keep you the a lunch. Favor. Oh, I never just, turn down the food, yo. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm trying to lose weight. No, I, I do need that, like, alley hoop right there, like, straight up Michelle. So, yeah, elaborate on that, because you mentioned her. So what were you going to say about Michelle? No, she is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, a person, all-around person. She is the sweetest. And 
for her to go, the things that she went through, it's like you saw wow. the movie. Yeah. Oh my god! What did you think? It, Let's talk about it. It's real. Mm-hmm. You can't hide that, and, and I think that story needed to be told. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You couldn't hide that, and you know how many women who right now are in a relationship who's going through the same thing. Yeah. But the only difference, okay, so when um, what's her name? Uh, Riri. Rihanna. Yeah. Uh-huh. When she got beat. Right. Well, allegedly. Oh, yes, I like allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Wow. She got beat. Well, you know too Chris much, Matt. girl. Because I was going <laughs> to say allegedly, but I didn't want nobody to think, all right, how you woman in hip hop and you hit with the alleged. I'm just saying. It's y'all, the y'all truth. Don't really... Let me tell you for you. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> she, you know. It's a lot happened in that yeah. car that didn't get talked about, uh, yo. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I feel you. But Michelle though, so you say Riri and then Michelle, why, why did you, you know, mention that? You know, when she did that, that thing with Eminem, you know, what Riri did that thing with Eminem. You know, doing that song. You know, I love the way it hurts. hurts. So that was, you know, that was a wake-up call to certain women. Mm-hmm. But then when Michelle dropped that movie, oh it was God. like everybody's going to safe haven. It was a, it was an eye opener. Yeah, really was. and it was like you know now they re- now people can take it seriously. It wasn't getting taken seriously. You know people people don't po- believe her. Can we yeah. talk about that? That irks the shit. No, out but of me. I believe her. That irks the shit out of Why? me. Why? Because he because he's rectable. I mean, he has good reputations. Right. And you telling me he couldn't beat her? He's rumored though. Lots of people have said. No, 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 no. no Fuck no, rumors. No. We got facts. Shout okay. out to D Barnes. He whooped her ass. Okay, in front of everybody. She was a news reporter back in the day, and I think she said something or did an interview with his rival at the time, Ice Cube. I don't know. Maybe you can hit Google on that. You get the actual facts. But he beat her. He apologized about beating her. There's actual footage of it. People have witnessed it. It wasn't just he mushed her. I remember being young and reading, I believe it was in a Vibe magazine when it went down. And they even watered it down on print. Because I thought he just roughed her up a bit, which is still inexcusable. No, honey. She got her ass. Can I say ass? Yes. Oh, yeah. She got her ass. Yes. He, He beat her. Wow. Yeah, he beat her. So with this whole Michelle story... It's already proven. Yeah, I believe it. It's already proven. His track record is already there. I think it's the severity of the film and to the degree of the beating that people are like, wow. It's wild because it's believable. So it's like, I believe that because we already know how homeboy get down. And I think on the flip side of it, people don't believe it because they just choose not to because they adore fucking Dr. Dre. They don't want to believe that this nigga bust his gun aiming at her head and missed. She would be dead right now. Listen, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, people don't believe anything. They didn't even believe Jesus. So what's Mm. to say they're going to believe Michelle? And he walked on water. Are you kidding me? No, no, but it's the truth. No, 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 they didn't is, even is, believe is, Jesus is. when he said, "I'm the Messiah." They was like, "Yeah, right, whatever, keep on moving." Wow. And so I just need a lot of the females, like you know, when you watch the movie, take it for what it is. That's her side of the story, and the reason why, and this is back going into women in hip hop, why we are. It's important for us to tell our story because when Straight Outta Compton came out, they didn't tell her story. But they didn't even include her. That's why. She wasn't even a mention, a thought. And she her, was part of the big, biggest part of it coming together. This is why I'm so happy that Roxanne is getting a chance to talk about her story. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people don't know that, yeah, you know, she, she's been through foster homes. She's been through domestic violence. Mm-hmm. She's been through um, all the things in the streets with people talking about, oh, she had to sleep her way to get to here and there and there. It was talked about. So this is why I'm so happy. So when people see it, they're going to recognize this is not just a woman. She's a a fun. How can I get to say? Say it, girl. Speak from the heart. She is one of the most greatest hip-hop legends, Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs, pioneers ever that who was blessed to be on this earth. Right. That's right. Because without that, without seeing Roxanne, you a lot of women going to miss a lot. That's right. Yes. She paved the way. She paved the way for a lot of female rappers. All right, you guys. So, listen, we're going to wrap this up. But I love to ask, like I do when I'm on my other, at my other job, I guess. I would like to know y'all top five females, though. Favorite rappers ever. We're going to start with you, Chalabetto. Do you need a moment? You need a beat? <sighs> now, I'll spit it right quick. I would say my 
favorite rapper. Not in no particular order, unless you want to put it in. A well, she's taking too long. All right, okay. Go ahead. Okay. okay. <laughs> Shoot okay. a bomb, pity <laughs> bang, bang. There you go. She's taking too long for me. Little Kim, I still love Missy Elliott. Mm, mm. Good one. Yes, honey. I love. Uh, Roxanne Shante. Okay. <laughs> plug, can't plug. Let, you can't let my boo go down. <laughs> uh, uh, Queen Latifah. Mm. And Lauren Hill. Yes. That's a good I one. can't leave Lauren down. No. That's a good one. Can I do one more? Yeah. You want a six man hanging? Go ahead. Salt Bonus. and pepper. Hey. Get up on got this. Seven. Seven women hanging. Okay. I got it. Group. Okay. That's Maybe. a good one, though. I like that. I would say my favorite female rapper is growing up um, was Foxy Brown. Foxy. No, was she number Foxy. one for you? She was number one. I didn't know that Between about the Little Kim battle and Foxy battle, I chose Foxy. Right. I just love something about her delivery. <laughs> it was right. just hard. I don't know. It wasn't... <laughs> I'm I don't sorry. know. I can't explain it. People don't agree, whatever, but that's how I felt at the time. No! Are you kidding me? Please, I was on like my Queensbridge shit. Go. I love that stuff. So I love Foxy Brown. Number two, I would say... Lauren Hill because it's that conscious rap hit your soul shit it wasn't just all about yeah, slutty that... shit and busting guns Ooh, it was like honey that Lauren Hill do something to you mm. you know mm. I'd say number three um little Kim I love her too I still love you Kim I love you Kim I really do yeah don't disrespect my mother no, but I'm not disrespecting <laughs> but you know we all have our <laughs> opinions <laughs> who else do we got I like Trina Wow. wow. I like Trina. I even said wow. Wow. She just was hitting you with Good. some funky, different. She was innovative wow. in her own thing. Remember what about Mo? Out? Well, you ain't no nan, nan. <laughs> Mo? Mo? Little Mo. Mo. Oh, Little Mo. Well, she's more of a little singer. Little Mo's more of a singer. I, couldn't, I, wouldn't, I never looked at Little, little Mo as a rapper. Yeah, Didn't she's she a singer. Didn't she rap just a little bit? Nah. Yeah. She was just gangster with her shit. Oh, probably. Like Mary yeah, J. Blige, gangster with her shit. But those right. are R&B chicks, for hmm. sure. And my last one, who would I... Wow, Trina for you. Yeah, Trina? I feel, like, I I feel Trina. like I'm looking at you differently now. Not in a bad way. Who else? I just feel like Trina? I'm knowing you, getting to know her a little better. Trina? I'm shocked. I, I wouldn't have never thought Trina. <laughs> she she got some hits. No, 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 no. I'm talking about her. For her to say Trina, I'm just on a shock mode like you. So like I'm like Trina? so New Yorker and she's on yeah. her Dirty South stuff. Because okay. a lot of the people that I feel like Trina are from the South or they come from that. There ain't nothing wrong with you. Know what? She, I that stripper I lived, mentality. Yeah. I lived in Florida yeah, you know when I mean? Gina came out. With, Girl, you ain't no nan nan. Okay, that makes so sense. So I was like up into that. Certain things I couldn't necessarily Get down. personally relate to for me. It's almost like I never forget when Tierra Marie came out with that song. I ain't had no daddy when I when I was growing up. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, what? nah, bro. My daddy was around like a motherfucker. <laughs> like I couldn't understand that mental. He lives State. in my house. Right. Like, my daddy was too much in my life growing up. I wanted a motherfucker to leave sometime because he was so hard on me. But he knows. That's how I talk to him. My daddy, my nigga, what up, Pops? Like, he knows. <laughs> like, my dad is just one of, he's one of the dopest men, the dopest man in the world to me. So, I couldn't even bob my head to shit like that. Like, cut that trash off. Okay. And so, you know, so Trina, certain things, I fuck you and your friends. No, 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 no. It was raunch. Not for but me. Like, I you know, know what I mean? It was just so raw. It takes so nothing away. It's just, I personally, but she has some records I, I rock to, definitely dance yeah. to. But I'm sorry, I'm going to cut off your list. And your hmm, last one. My last one, I would say, is Missy, too. Because oh, yeah. she just got them party hits. Every Missy party hit is a classic. So, dun, 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 no, she thugger. I mean, that El thugger. From her first song to her last, so I think it's a good mix of a list in there. Damn. But my number one is Foxy. Shout out to my girl Foxy. Foxy Brown. and Trina. I like. I'm I like still that. stuck on that, yo. No, okay. Well, mine's. I'm gonna do this real quick because we are gonna wrap this up. Little Kim, boom, number one. Even number two, Foxy. I yeah. love Foxy as well. Um, met her in person, but uh. Mm. Wasn't okay. what I expected, you know what I mean? And but it was this is still one of the things as a child. I just, I just want to maintain the love for her as an artist. You know what I'm saying? I'll say that little Kim and a person I adore her. Um, Lauren Hill never got to meet her, um, but she's number three for me. Um, ay, ay, ay. I want to say four or five. I have to give it to 
I ain't hear Roxanne yet, people. I know, only because of era. It's a personal thing. But yeah. if we was to do a top 10, you know, I don't know. But I, I want to be true to myself. I don't yeah. ever want this podcast to be on no fabricated bullshit just to appease whoever. Right. You know, I understand her significance. I understand her importance in the game. It's just me. It wasn't my era. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. That's why I got this podcast to rep for your client. Okay. You know? okay. But okay. Um, I love Left Eye. Sorry. Oh, that's a Left good eye's one. on my list. That's a good one. Left eye. Lisa Left Eye Lopez. <laughs> yes. Rest in peace, baby girl. Left eye is on my list. And um, I would have to give it to mm, Eve. Oh, oh, I missed her. Eve is on my list. I can't. Oh, well, what Eve has done is phenomenal. One. And if I was to choose a six man for me on a personal note, she getting them coins, though. The brat. Oh, I just feel like a lot of people shit on the brat. She's oh, she doesn't get enough credit. She She's don't underrated. get no credit. She gets none, and I and I adore the brat, yo. And that's it. And that's and, and that would be my sixth person. And there's a lot of people hanging that I would love to mention, like I don't know Queen Latifah, of course, because you and I, why I kind of changed my life listening to that cassette tape. Yeah, now I'm saying too much. Cause I'm telling my age. All right, you guys, <laughs> this is a wrap for Woman in Hip Hop podcast with your girl Jazzy Bell. I like to thank my guest co-host here, Chala Bella. Yay! I would hola, like to thank hola, my, hola. my second guest today, Roxanne Shante's publicist, Miss Penny is in the building. Thank you, Miss Penny. And I would love, I want to give so much love to my girl Roxanne Shante for being part of this podcast as well and being interviewed and pulling over in traffic and sharing her story and inspiring all of us here today. Um, don't forget Woman in Hip Hop podcast. Go to my Instagram at TV. Go to the Instagram at Woman in Hip Hop. And um, go to the website, womaninhiphop.com. And it's your girl, Jazzy Bell. Check it out. See you later. Deuces. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut-off? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.